over the last few weeks, we've been thinking together about this um, concept of, of desert. Uh, to start with, we, we were following the story of Moses and uh, we, we, as it were, left Moses uh, in the desert um, on that journey towards the promised land. And uh, we, we looked at uh, God's provision for the people of Israel in the desert through the manna and the quail. And uh, we thought about uh, the desert as a place of surprising glory and provision. And then last week, we had a think about Elijah, who was in a different desert, a different wilderness. After a, a great victory, a sort of a mountaintop experience, he is uh, taken down sort of almost uh, literally as well as spiritually, and he's at a real low point. Um, and God speaks to him, and eventually he has this amazing vision of God in the still small voice back at Mount Sinai. And today we're having a look at a, a passage from the, the prophet Isaiah, uh, which, uh, which Barry read for us. And it talks about uh, streams in the desert. It talks about the desert being transformed from a place of, of, of barren life into places of, of bursting colour and flowers and water and, and all that joy. Uh, it is a real vision of a transformed place, a transformed experience. And I just want to try and think about these verses for a few minutes and particularly how they might help us in our current experience, our current experience of lockdown. If I were to ask you, uh, have you ever been asked, are we nearly there yet? I think you would understand what that question is like. Um, it's often asked by frustrated and impatient children, but sometimes it's, it's asked by frustrated and impatient adults as well. Is this, this journey, this, this period of getting from A to B, is it over yet? Are we nearly there yet? Um, this week I, was, um, I, I listened to about 10 minutes of the Today programme on, on Radio 4, which makes me feel very well-informed and very intelligent um, but I listened to about 10 minutes of it and they were they were um, uh, interviewing a uh, uh, an Oxford academic who's involved in this trial for the vaccines and um, the last question they asked him was um, they said to him in your free time we believe you're a mountaineer can you tell us how close to the top of the mountain we are and uh, he paused and he said we're at the bottom of the mountain. We've actually managed to get to the mountain. We've created base camp. The mountain itself is getting everybody vaccinated. And you could almost hear the disappointment in the studio. You could almost hear that sense of, gosh, I thought we were a lot closer than that. I thought we were nearly through this. We thought we're closer to the end. Are we nearly there yet? And the answer, at least in that context, was no, we're not. Now, please don't misunderstand me. There is a perfectly understandable desire from all of us to get through what we are currently go going through. An understandable desire to get to the other side, 
and to, quote, get back to normal, unquote. I'm sure all of us can come up with a list of six, eight, ten, maybe 20 things that we would love to do, people that we would love to see, things that we want to go back to doing. And we can't do them at the moment. And it's painful and it hurts. Are we nearly there yet? Isaiah's vision causes us to pause and to think for a moment. Might it actually be that the journey itself is part of the blessing? The journey itself is part of what God wants to teach us. God wants to, to show us. The journey becomes part of the blessing. Because Isaiah is writing at a time when the people of Israel are facing exile. Uh, the, the Babylonians under King Nebuchadnezzar has come uh, and, and taken uh, the people of Israel into exile in Babylonia, sort of modern day Iraq. They are a couple of hundred miles away from home. And the journey from uh, Babylonia back to Jerusalem is through the Judean desert. It's back across this difficult terrain. They could be forgiven for thinking that that's just a, a, a way of getting from A to B. It's a way of getting home. The journey itself is not important. And yet, here is Isaiah giving this message, saying that it is in the desert, the desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. It will burst into bloom. It will rejoice and shout for joy. It is the bit between the two points. It is the journey on which all this life and energy and blessing and color and beauty will be seen. A vision of restored creation and of restored humanity. And Isaiah is quite clear that they haven't got there yet. That middle section that, 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 that we had read for us. Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. He's only saying those things because the people themselves are feeling like that. They have feeble hands. They have weak knees. They have fearful hearts. But the promise of God comes. He will come. Three times. Be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance. He will come to save you. Those who stand against you will not be able to do so. God is coming to save you. And you will see it along the way. As he brings you home, you will see his blessing all around you and in you yourselves. The eyes of the blind will be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, the lame will leap, the mute tongue will shout for joy. All this life and energy and beauty and blessing will happen along the way as you are going home. How can we take this vision and apply it? 
How do we understand this vision? We know that God has brought his people on, on really significant journeys. We know that he has taken them from slavery in Egypt through, um, through the wilderness into the promised land. We know that he brought people back from exile in Babylon back to the promised land. We know supremely that in Jesus, God has brought us back from the exile of sin back home so that we can go into the Holy of Holies. We can enter into God's nearer presence. We know that this is how he does it. We know that ultimately there will be one final journey home. The ultimate restoration when the new heavens and the new earth come and we step into the glorious freedom of the children of God. But the journeys, the journeys in all these places are important. It was on the journey between Egypt and the promised land that Moses and the people were given the Ten Commandments and the law and the tabernacle and the signs of the covenant. It was as people were brought home from exile that they received these promises. It is as Jesus brings us home from exile that we understand who he is, that we see his miracles and his teaching and his blessing. That now, perhaps, as he brings us home, there, through, through what we are in at the moment, that he begins to reveal more and more of himself to us. So in all of us, there is this understandable desire to get to the other side of the desert, the other side of the wilderness, to get through lockdown, to get through all this, to get the vaccination and get back to normal. But if we are too fixed on that, we might just miss the beauty and the wonder and the glory and the blessing of this journey, the journey that we are in, however unpleasant it might be. And what might that blessing be? Well, probably for each one of us, it will be different. But just some thoughts. Maybe it's being reminded of the beauty of the created world around us. The beauty of nature and its place in our lives and our world. The birds singing, the squirrels, the foxes, and yes, even the rodents, that they are part and parcel of this world that God has created, cherished, said was good and has given to us to protect, a world which we ignore and dismiss so easily. Maybe this journey reminds us of that importance. It might be those simple acts of human connection of being able to speak with somebody in the same room, of being able to touch them, of being able to share time and not be too worried about how close we are to them, to actually mean that human contact happens and happens properly. It might be the disciplines of prayer and fasting, being reminded of having the time to do those things and to draw close to them. Might it be a reminder that the people of God are ultimately a community, a movement, a group of people, not an institution or a building. Might it be 
to be reminded of this beautiful truth that we see every Sunday morning, that all our boxes are the same size, that each one of us has a story of God in our lives, a story that can enrich and bless and enable and feed one another in this journey. Are we nearly there yet? Yes. Yes, we probably nearly are. The end is beginning to be in sight. And if you're anything like me, you want the end to come really fast, really fast. I want to hug my mother, I can tell you. Ooh. I do. I really do. And I miss it immensely. Do, yeah. But are we nearly there yet? If we get hold of the end too soon, then we will miss the blessings here and now. We will miss what he is trying to teach us. Don't get there too quickly. Let the journey do its work and watch for the streams in the desert. Amen.